Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from eldritch enchantments to ethereal elementals. And today, we're talking about sorcerers. Okay, Brian. So we've covered wizards in this program. We did. Tell me what you know about sorcerers. Um, they're like wizards, but they're mm. also not like wizards. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty apt. That's um, pretty apt. I remember um, <clears throat> I've had the itch to to play the wizard that we built in that episode for a long time. Oh yeah, I've heard and, about that, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like a he's like a drunk. Uh, he's like scruffy and like oh, yeah. does like performance magic yeah. and stuff. And he's he, really rough around the edges. I like yeah. him. I like the he had the capacity for great good, but you know he's a piece of shit. Right. So. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, um, sorcery. You, from what I understand, you don't really have to. And I've been trying to get it straight because I right. I'm, I'm mixing it, it up it can for a get while confusing now. Sometimes, especially for the uninitiated of oh, yeah, D&D. all this damn magic. Yeah, um, sorcery is uh, something that's more innate than wizardry. Yes, yeah, and you 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 don't have to study. <clears throat> maybe to refine yourself, you might have to. Yeah, what I'm gra- gathering. So while wizards treat magic much like a science or mathematics, something to be learned, to be studied, to be understood, and yeah. then to be uh, theorized on and then set into practice. Uh, sorcerers are born with innate magic within them. Yeah, um, okay. This reminds me of a Full Metal Alchemist, and uh, I feel like I've been bringing that up a lot lately, but mm-hmm. um, there's the original series and there's Brotherhood, yeah, and in the yeah. original anime, there's like an extra movie at the end where yeah, I saw it. Ed gets sent to, and spoilers, our world? Uh, yeah, yeah, our world yeah. to do, si- and he's doing science, and he's really good at it yeah, because yeah. it's like alchemy, which is right. magic. Yeah, and that's... Uh, excuse me. That's another thing in uh, in D and D, like alchemy and artificery. That's another 
very studied and very scientific like approach to to magic. Right. Okay. Um, sorcerers are innately born with these abilities through whatever bloodline they have. But not only are they born, they aren't just born with the ability to to do magic. That's that, being a sorcerer is more than that. Um, the magic within these individuals is so potent and palpable that it wants to be used and will be used. <laughs> it's trying to get out. Uh, very often sorcerers are born of tragedy because their power gets out and causes something destructive. That's like in Harry Potter when like they get hot, emotions run high and mm-hmm. stuff and things just happen. Harry Potter wizards are way more akin to sorcerers than, uh, than D&D wizards. Yeah, it's like a blend up maybe. Uh, it, is a, it is a little bit of a blend up. There, there is a study of it and they do hone it, but the fact of the matter is like you cannot gain magic abilities unless you were born you with got them. it or like, you don't harry is not a wizard harry is a sorcerer for sure then okay but, in D in D in D in D terms yes definitely so don't um, step on jk rolling like that in- <laughs> She's, what well, she says goes man me, sorry sorry <laughs> okay so the sorcerer is an interesting class i um so i originally didn't really care for it too much um I think I I just didn't like the the idea that if, okay so in fourth let's go back to fourth edition because that's where I started and remember too that not only was fourth edition my first edition but I was a new player okay and as many new players tend to be when first getting into this game you get a little bit more obsessed with the meta of the game than you probably should uh, I'm I'm referring specifically to like damage output. Yes. And in uh, fourth edition, like we discussed, there were certain roles that uh, classes would have in combat. And while wizards were controllers and awesome in their own way, sorcerers were strikers and dealt way more damage. And I just didn't like the fact that like the wizard who spent his years honing his craft, learning how it worked, (laughs) gaining the abilities and working for it really hard just couldn't hit as hard as the dude who just was born that way. I just didn't like that. More more mm-hmm. reckless in nature, also. Right. It seems like since yeah, since the definitely. magic is trying to just like jump out of you. It's true, and, and sorcerers often have to deal with the chaotic nature of their magic. But um, but like since then, I have learned a whole lot more about D anD D and expanded my my taste way outside of fourth edition. Um, and I've come to like the sorcerer a lot. It's still probably my least favorite of their arcane classes but that's not to say it's because i don't like it i really like the sorcerer and think it's awesome i just happen to like all the other ones a little bit more for sure because i think they're all really cool so um sorcerers weren't introduced into the game until third edition it's actually the first class that we're we're talking about that didn't come about until third edition okay um and i thought that was interesting because um sorcerers aren't as intuitive as all the other classes like like you probably before D anD D have come across uh, characters that fell within any of the classes that we've done before in the show: paladin, ranger, fighter, rogue, wizard, uh, cleric, even. But the sorcerer is a little bit more off the beaten trail, and I kind of did a little bit of research into like where did uh, where did D anD D kind of get this concept for? A yeah, sorcerer? why are we implementing <clears throat> another magic user? Right, and because the sorcerer is a lot like a wizard, like to the point where they have a very similar spell list. And I think in previous editions of D anD D, they had the same spell lists, okay. but the way they implemented those spells was different. And again, we're going to get into the mechanics here in a minute, but I want to talk about the origin of the concept of the sorcerer. Right, right. And um, so apparently. Um, the word wizard comes from the word wise and like to learn and whatnot. For sure. And Makes the sense. word mage has to do with the word magician and also has like a professional connotation to it because, you know, magicians, that's their profession. Yeah. And mage th- might be more of like a um, 
what is it called, an advisor to the king, like Jafar or something right, like that. Right, right, exactly. And whether Jafar was a sorcerer or a wizard, I actually don't know. Who, who, who's to who say? say? But, yeah. but mage and wizard are usually very interchangeable in D&D and in other uh, fantasy franchises, while sorcerer is a little bit separate. Now, the word sorcerer, um, it comes from a word, what was it called? It, it was some Greek word, sor, sorti heiress or something like that. And it actually had to do with um, a person who uh, controls or influences fate and luck and uh, the mysterious. Oh, okay. So, so like, like it, unseen forces. Unseen forces Manipulation and unidentifiable sources. And so like, like causing bad luck to their enemies and stuff? Or? Uh, I, I guess. I, again, this is just a source word, but like what I'm trying to say here is I, I think this is very fitting because like while the wizard in the Union and the Mage are very learned and, very, and considered very intelligent and they, 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 they have to learn their stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sorcerers are kind of like they're again they're just born with it and it kind of has to do a lot to do with luck and a lot to do with chaos and kind of learning to influence it and so i think it's very fitting also the sorcerer comes from like an old style of fantasy that you don't see too often these days but i like it a lot it's called uh sometimes it's called swords and sandals sometimes it's called swords and sorcery okay and so like as you know D D is usually set in like a very medieval type setting yeah very uh very lord lord of the rings esque mm-hmm. um which you know is predicated on like the concept of the world is ancient and it's seen empires rise and fall and rise and fall again and yes. magic is ancient and all these things are really old and full of mystery and whatnot while swords and sorcery or swords and sandals is more based off the idea that the world is very young and that Empires have not yet risen, but are on. Yeah, the we're rise. going through our first like rendition of e- reality. Basically. Exactly, like, and the like, world hasn't end. There hasn't been an apocalypse yet. No, there hasn't. And like again, everything's very young, and um, the, you're more likely to meet barbarians than you are to meet fighters. Okay, you're more likely to meet sorcerers than you are to meet wizards because refined things haven't, haven't come had about time. Yet. Yeah. yeah, okay. So that's another. There aren't like, ancient texts to study exactly, about people who've been learning for so exactly. long. Exactly. In this, at this point. Of time like the magic users are those who are delving into forbidden knowledge knowledge that isn't like known yet so sorcery and sandals that's a different tabletop kind of experience or? no that's a different fantasy genre oh you can okay. run D in that fantasy genre like, okay i got you. um trying to think of examples of that genre have you ever seen uh the scorpion king with, yes with the rock yes that's the swords and sorcery fantasy genre okay where it's almost like pre-biblical times kind of deal oh yeah, like, okay it, that's the setting of swords and sandals of swords and swords like they are the ancient ones exactly, that we exactly exactly that's exactly right okay. so okay with all that said let's dive into the actual class of the sorcerer so yes, the sorcerer it seems like a physical ability like a fighter like it you, is yeah yeah and actually that was very uh it was very well reflected in uh fourth edition because though charisma is traditionally and always has been for the sorcerer the the spellcasting ability yeah the secondary and tertiary ability scores for the sorcerer in fourth edition were either strength dexterity or constitution makes sense because they're having to exert a lot of energy yeah in honing their craft so um so again um sorcerers are born with this ability the ability wants to come out sorcerers don't really have too much of a choice when it comes to becoming a sorcerer that magic's coming out one way or another and so the question then comes like, well, where does this innate power or originate from in uh, the Sorcerer's Bloodline? And the Player's Handbook gives two major bloodlines. Um, I believe Sword, 
uh, the adventure, the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. God, I hate sound. <laughs> the Skag, they call it. <laughs> the Skag. Sure. The Skag oh, has the Storm Sorcerer, which is my personal favorite because electricity is awesome. Yes. Um, but the the major two, and probably the the two most staple of bloodlines are in the PHB in there. The Dragon Bloodline, which means that there's dragon blood in your veins at some point. Dragons interbreeded with your people, and you okay. have innate dragon magical abilities because dragons are innately magical. Right, We've right. discussed that in the dragons episode. The other one is a little bit more um, esoteric, like it's kind of whatever you want it to be. It's the wild sorcerer, and it's just like it could be anything. Like it, it's really, really like I, I've, I've done a lot of reading, and like the wild sorcerer bloodline, it's not tied to any specific like being. It's just like it just happens. It just became like it, like magic crept in. Like something got into your bloodline at some point. You make it up. That's kind of the and oh, like, all right. it, it's very it's much for the aspect of role playing, right? Yeah, that's but what it also like. like the wild magic sorcerer, true to its name, is really about chaos. It, oh, that's what it is. It's it's the powers of chaos. Now, remember how we we talk we've talked about how good and evil are tangible forces in D anD. d Yes, like there, there's no denying that there is good. And it's a thing that you can do, and there is evil. And it's a thing that you can do. Yeah, and they have their repercussions. The same goes for law and chaos on the alignment scale. Cool. And okay. chaos is literally a force within the universe, and that's where wild uh, sorcerers get their get their power sources. Chaos from like the influence. energy that is chaos. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And, and and as such, they have a lot of really chaotic and wild abilities. And is now, that gonna like when you pick a sorcerer to role play with? Is that gonna like affect how you should build your character? Like I'm picking a sorcerer, so I should be chaotic. I feel like we don't well, really bind to those sorcerer, rules. A lot. If you're if you're a wild sorcerer, you're probably pretty chaotic. Yeah, you went with that route for a reason. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you're a dragon sorcerer. Dragons usually are either very lawful or very chaotic, usually. But, I mean, eh, it doesn't matter. It's your game. Like, there's really no rules on it. And I, I wouldn't even say there's a norm on it. So, you know, sorcerers are just people. They're right. going to be people. Exactly. Okay. So, even though there's really only these three official options right now, like, that is not usually the case for sorcerers. I'm actually surprised they're taking so long to come out with more official stuff for the sorcerers. Yeah, has there been Unearthed Arcana on this yet? Um, there, There's been plenty. But okay. there's no official stuff yeah. yet. Which is which is funny because like sorcerers more so than almost any other class traditionally have like a billion uh, different like uh, ways of getting their power. So like right now we have dragon, we have wild, and we have uh, storm. But like there is also fey and fiend and celestial and and cosmic and arcane and um, shadow and yeah, elemental. Like yeah, basically for every like thing there is in D and D, like all the planes, basically. Exactly for all the planes or all the like really magical things. Uh, there is much like the warlock with its pacts. There is represented a by sorcery yeah. in because some way. in D and D everything breeds with each other. Yeah, <laughs> so there it is. Um, but yeah, so generally, generally speaking, sorcerers are they're born with their magic. It comes from a certain bloodline of some sort. Um, they generally at first have a very difficult time controlling it, and they have to learn how to control it. And they do that through their through uh, their um, charisma, which again is your strength of will, like your strength of personality, yeah. your ability to to enforce your will on others. So I think it's very fitting that charisma is the spellcasting ability for sorcerers. Is actually charisma is like such a common casting ability in this game, um, and how the bards do it. Right. Yeah, the bar it's bard, paladin, sorcerer, warlock. All all four of them are charisma casters. Warlocks. And uh it's very another fitting. day. Yeah, <laughs> another day, another day. I love warlocks. It's probably my second favorite caster class. 
But okay, let's talk a little bit about the differences between wizards and sorcerers outside of that, like when it comes to the mechanics. Yeah, like which spells are they casting? I really want to know, like, because I I picture a sorcerer more like using elemental kind of things because Mm -hmm. it reminds me so much of bending disciplines from like Last Airbender or. Yeah, sorcerers often are doing a lot of elemental stuff. I think it's just. Ice walls and shit like that. Their mechanics really lean towards blastery types of spells, like fireballs fireballs and ice and all that. Um, In fourth edition, like it was literally the way they were built. But in fifth edition, like, okay, so um, they have a lot of the same spells on their list as wizards, like very, very similar. Right. One of the big differences is that wizards learn a shit ton more spells. I mean, way more spells. By the late game, like triple the amount of spells. Oh, man. Yeah. But sorcerers don't have to uh, prepare their spells. So oh, like, they're just at the ready all the they're time. They're at the ready at the time all the time. Is that how it works with wizard? You have this pool of spells, but you have to have you can have so many prepared per day. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can only have so many prepared and you have to choose what they are. Right. Also, wizards have a spell book. And if they lose that fucking spell book, they're that's fucked. right. Yes, because they need um, to. That like, spell book is everything to them. Like sorcerers don't need that because again, the magic's coming out of them. Yes, uh, but again, by end game, I think they only know like eighteen spells. Like, which in like that sounds like a lot, but mm-hmm. you're what are you at level twenty? Yeah, level eighteen. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's, so they they for learn, most of the game, you're gonna have how many? Do you think? What do you got by level ten? Usually, like. If you had to guess, uh, if I had to guess, I don't know. For the sorcerer, probably around ten. I don't, I, yeah, it seems maybe, like if you have know. eighteen by level twenty, maybe it's, you should have yeah, around probably 10. nine. Probably around nine. Okay, uh, known spells. Yeah, it's not spell slots. The spell slots are the same for all full casters, except for warlocks, which that's a, that's a way <laughs> other conversation. But all all full casters get the same amount of slots. Um, but wizards know way more spells, uh, but have to prepare them. Sorcerers know less spells, but they can do more with those spells than a wizard can. Okay, and, what do you mean when you say that? Okay, so sorcerers get this fucking awesome mechanic. They, it's, it's two mechanics that intermingle. Uh, the first is sorcery points, which are points they gain as a level. A pool of resources. It's I'm a, finding it, like almost every class has, has like a their own pool of, pool resources. of resources. Yeah, so with sorcery points, um, I think you start off with, at level two, you get two or whatever. And you can trade points for extra slots, which is awesome. Okay, so you spend your pool of resources to get more spell slots. That's one thing you can do with sorcery points, cool. and that's the main mechanic behind sorcery points as its own solo mechanic. Okay. Um, and the, there's a little chart saying, like, two points equals a level one slot and five points a level two slot and so on and so forth. Nice. And I think I think by level 20, you have, like, 25 sorcery points or some shit. All right. So then comes the most important bit of a sorcerer, and this is the thing that makes sorcerers... What the, what they are like compared to the wizards, and this is why they do tend to lean towards the more explosive spells. It's called meta magic, and I need a drink of water because I'm like dying over here. Okay, maybe we should take a rest, short rest. Sure, let's take a rest. We probably I need, should hydrate. I need, I need to hydrate, so <laughs> okay. let's let's take a rest. It's time. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, uh, this is the part of the show where we uh, talk about ourselves and talk about you. So uh, let me start with you guys. Thank you very much. Um, You've made it this far and I appreciate it greatly. Thank you for listening to our show. It means so much. Um, Seeing our viewership go up week by week the way it's been um, really makes me satisfied with what I'm doing. It feels like um, my time is definitely worth it because we want to put out good, solid D&D content for all of you. Um, and we have, I know I can speak for well on this, that we have a lot of fun doing the show. We, oh, yeah. uh, we definitely, uh, like putting our time into this and D and D is great. We have a good time playing. We have a good time talking about it. Yeah. Good time recording yeah, about I, it. I, I fucking love D and D. I love it so much that I could talk about it for hours and that's exactly what I'm doing here. So yeah, like Brian says, thank you guys. It's incredibly, incredibly encouraging seeing the amount of, uh, listenership go up and viewership go up on YouTube and the subscribes and whatnot it's it's a little overwhelming sometimes but thank you guys so yeah, much Yeah, definitely old listeners for coming back and viewing us again yeah. thank you yeah. um like we always ask please tell somebody that you know that think you think would like the show please tell them about it and let them know that the dungeon cast is out there and exists and it might be for them yeah. new, new listeners thank you for jumping on board we hope you come back next week and please if you know somebody that likes D and you think would like our show let them know and uh, I think we wanted to ask something special of anybody that is listening to us on their iPhone, maybe? Yes. If if you happen to be listening to the show on, on Apple Core Media or through iTunes or through your iPhone or, or whatnot, 
if you could do us a, a simple favor and just give us give us a nice review, you know, tell tell iTunes what you think about the show. Because what I found is that not only do, are most people listening to podcasts on iTunes, but that iTunes uh, really really pays attention to how many reviews and like how high the stars are on these reviews, and it makes a huge difference for like exposure. And uh, I mean, we want the exposure, and if if you think we're worth worth the time and 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 our show's worth the listen then then i would say please just leave leave a review it'll help us immensely yeah we uh we do host our uh podcast our podcast on soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast but um that rss feed goes to a lot of places and one of them is itunes and uh that's a big that's a big place we get a lot of listens from itunes so thank you everybody that has a review so if you don't just want to tell a friend you want to tell the world itunes reviews is a good place to do it so um, you can also search for us on YouTube. Our YouTube following is growing very slowly, but very steadily, and yeah. I, I appreciate that. So anybody who's yeah. watching, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Well, I think and, our, uh, our video is finally getting up to the part where it's like it's worth watching versus listening. Yeah, we have some so, lighting uh, yeah. and some and some tripod yeah. work going on, yeah. some angles and and all that yeah. good good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- but you know, just the fact that you are here hearing this, thank you very much. Um, yeah, thank me- you. Guys it means again. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Hydration, yes, has I am taken hydrated. place. I'm drinking like a bottle and a half of water. Yeah, my mouth and, is. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna drink some more. Yeah. So this <laughs> this short rest, I think, is coming to an end. All right, guys, we're gonna go back to the show. Let's go back to the show. Okay, so let's let's get back to what I was talking about before my throat started to close up, like I was going into anaphylactic shock. Um, <laughs> Meta magic. Yes. Now, I'm, just to reiterate, meta magic is the thing that really sets sorcerers apart when it comes to other arcane casters, and it's really the, the I I feel personally that it's the mechanic that makes sorcerers like to lean towards more explosive magic. It sounds like the name of a cool magic shop. It does. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, so so meta magic is named thusly because it is um, more so than almost any other feature in the game. A feature that is really, really geared towards getting into the meta of the game, the actual mechanics of it. And so with meta magic, what you can do is you you can pick up certain meta magic abilities as you level. Like there's a certain amount. I think initially you get two, and then at certain key levels you gain more. And you get to spend sorcery points to invoke these effects upon a spell that you're casting. So okay. So adding shit to spells you already know. Exactly. Oh. As you cast them. I see. So, okay. Let me see. It's it's things like um, um, improving the accuracy of your spell or in- increasing the range of your spell or Ooh. boosting the power of your spell or improving the casting time. Can you imagine like a quickening of your spell casting so that like a spell that, that normally casts costs a standard action all of a sudden only costs a bonus action? See, so I was going to ask you, so like, twice. so like basically you're going to, so turning actions into bonus actions, mm-hmm. turning uh, hit die into more hit die, mm-hmm. turning... Mm-hmm. Uh, or damage die, you mean, but yeah. Di- yes, damage die, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, turning, uh, turning like extending your range and extending stuff like your range. that. Those Not like, just extending your range, but sometimes like increasing your number of targets. Ooh. So like a spell that hits like one like or two targets. effect or something like that. No, I mean like like some some spells like literally are targeted. So like like Eldritch Blast, if, that's a Warlock spell te- technically, but like would be me blasting you. Right. But if I were to use uh, the, the metamagic ability, I think it's called 
twin spell or, or or twin I don't know it's something like that but basically it's like bam I could do it twice to two people yes that's like, awesome or three or I you know I don't okay I'm be honest sorcerer is like one of the spellcasters I'm the least familiar with so I don't know the nitty gritty of that mechanic but like that's the basics of it I know there's uh, lots of spells that do like cones areas of effect well yes. it'll is there can you increase that I believe there's, there's meta magic where you can increase like the area of effect as well yeah and the shaping of those things to like I know that wizards can like shape a mm. area of an effect spell yeah. around their comrades or like around a, an item of the, importance. That's something evocation wizards can do, but not sorcerers, sorcery, right? Can't, and I think it's very fitting that sorcerers can't because even though sorcerers are able to like kind of change the meta of the spells, like sorcerers don't have that level of control that a yeah. wizard would have. That, yeah, that's, that's like refined motor skills. If you, if because it seems like you, it seems like they're all, when a sorcerer is doing something, it's always more. Like, yes. it's in the direction of more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely in, on an increase. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, I feel like this is the reason that sorcerers uh, kind of, like, I mean, it's just very easy to get into. Like, I'll just make everything explode. Yes, like, you know? absolutely. But that's not to say you can't be a sorcerer that totally goes the other direction on that and is more into, like, uh, illusion and enchantment and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask. Like, like, I feel metamagic is very effective when it comes to those spells as well. It's just... It's just the most common depiction of sorcerers will be evocation spellcasters, if you will. Um, but were you going to say something? No, no. Okay. <laughs> what are we on to next? Okay, so let's... Are we talking about bloodlines yet? We're going to talk about bloodlines. Um, and they're not called bloodlines. I keep forgetting. Like, they used to be called bloodlines. Traditionally, they're called bloodlines. I think in this, they're just called origins or something like that. I'm calling them bloodlines. Fuck it. <laughs> so let's start with the Draconic Bloodline because it's my favorite of the two in the PHP. Oh, yeah. Sounds awesome. Isn't to say I don't like wild magic, but uh, I just I want to talk about dragons first. So uh, Draconic Bloodlines, um, again, it, it's from the fact that you have dragon blood in your veins. Right. Like, uh, that doesn't mean you have to be a dragonborn. You could be a human or an elf or something, like, and that dragon could have gotten into your family Real ages nasty. ago, millennia ago, and it's just coming up now. A long, long time ago. Yeah, and things and, got real nasty. Yes, <laughs> and sometimes it's uh, when it comes to sorcerers. Sometimes it's like there's one sorcerer per generation, or there's one sorcerer per century, or everyone's a fucking sorcerer. Like it, it it's up to the DM. Every thousand the years, player. the legendary Super Saiyan is born. Exactly, exactly. Every hundred years, <laughs> the man from the desert is born amongst the females. That's Ganondorf. Oh yeah, that's Ganondorf. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> it sounds like that. Yes. Yeah, and it can be. Cool. Or it could just be they're all sorcerers because that's just the way their family works. Like, I was Except born you- in this town and I just randomly set all the houses on fire and then I got kicked out. Is that like a good storyline for a sorcerer? Like, sure. someone who gets outcast yeah, because yeah, they're born say, like yeah. a sorcerer? I mean, that's that's almost tropish. I oh, okay. Say. That's not a bad thing. I think tropes are tropes for a reason. But, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a common one. Like, kid was born, had crazy powers and the parents tried to keep it under control but eventually got out of control maybe the kid lost control to the point where he blew up the house and accidentally killed his own family or her own family and then was outcast okay and and an adventurer was born good times in the, i know right okay <laughs> guess so, i'll just walk this way so some of the things that dragon sorcerers get is number one much like dragonborn you have to decide what kind of dragon is your ancestor uh, yeah and that's the, the that's the trend every and, time you're talking about dragons yes, you're getting into yeah. the subtypes of dragons <laughs> yes um and of course we've gone over that you know there's red blue green uh um black white fucking lucky silver, charms uh, gold, bronze, yeah, they, it can and it can be any of those. <laughs> but depending on the kind of dragon that you choose, it's going to affect um, 
some of the features that you get later on, uh, obviously with the types of breath that those dragons get. Yes. So in previous editions of D&D, dragon sorcerers would get literal resistances to uh, – so if you were like a, a dragon sorcerer with a red ancestor, you'd get resistance to fire. Okay, um, makes sense. Which yeah, makes sense. And uh and and on top of it, 4th edition was nice enough to say and if you already resist fire, well it just improves your current resistance, which Normal is Normal resistance is half, right? That's in 5th edition. This is in 4th edition. Oh, in 4th okay. edition there was actual number attached to the resistance. But back to 5th edition, you don't get a resistance to your uh breath weapon type. Yeah, cuz uh, that sounds get that. It sounds more 4th edition y to get like so very specific yeah, that's like, true. It's like true. add these little numbers to everything that you're right, doing. Right. Um now Dragonborn in fifth edition, they do get the resistance to their own breath type, but uh dragon sorcerers do not. And I, I just I found that interesting. But what you do get is later on down the road you get like bonus to damage uh when you're casting spells that have the damage type of your ancestry. Cool. Okay. So like if you're a blue dragon sorcerer Casting lightning and thunder spells is going to boost. You're going to get boosted damage and all those. That's cool. Awesome. Um, if you are a dragonborn sorcerer with like lightning breath weapon, mm-hmm. is, it, is it going to up your lightning breath weapon? No, but in fourth edition, you could get a feat that would make your breath weapon, if you are a dragon sorcerer, considered arcane, and you would get all the bonus sorcerer damage. See, that's on it. tight. And uh, like, I, dude, like I fucking love fourth edition, and like if. You're like me, and you like to get in the mechanics and like tweak it and just get it just right. Like there was such a horrible, horrible cheese build that uh, was the Dragonborn Sorcerer. It was called the Rebreather, and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the mechanics behind it, but like basically, what you did was you took all the right feats and stuff to get your breath weapon to be considered a spell, and you would boost the damage on it like crazy. And then your breath weapon was only a minor action, right? Which means you could do it. Um, you could well, you couldn't do that action three times because it was spent theoretically. But you could do three minor actions a turn, except for there was a way to game the system where like you would get to recharge your breath, and oh, so what? you would have motherfuckers laying down the breath three times a turn at level three. See, man, like, just, like that's metagaming. That's metagaming. That's like extreme. the lazy lord. Yes, like, uh, I saw the lazy lord. Oh yeah, lord the lazy build. lord. I yeah. love warlords. Oh man, that's yeah. Okay, back to Sorcerer. <laughs> uh, one day, like down the road, I would like to do a fourth edition episode where, like, let's talk about fourth edition because I could talk about it all day. We should do a meta gaming episode too, just yeah. to get into it. Just yeah, sure. To see, like, what because as a what play, as a player, it's probably like well, it depends on the table, of course. But yeah. like in in my experience as a player, it's probably not so great to metagame fifth edition stuff. But it's it's as a DM, I, it's like better to metagame i feel like in a lot of ways in a lot of ways definitely and like you know everyone metagames to to different degrees i highly discourage like high level like like i as much as i think it's hilarious this rebreather dragon sorcerer i would fucking never allow that on my table yeah and no no player that like i know of would even think about actually trying to run the damn thing it's just kind of like fun to see what's possible with the mechanics yes and i i I like metagaming in 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 things that allow it Mm -hmm. but D and D, it kind of takes away. Yes, like you should be lessens. running a metagaming campaign. Like, yeah, I, I I see a lot of Pathfinder stuff where like metagaming is more uh, accepted. Is like, it? 
Is it, it shouldn't be because well, it's basically the same game. Well, uh, maybe it's the certain players, Pathfinder players I'm talking to because there's some college age, uh, oh, young gosh. college no, players I know. that are like, that's, no, that's just them. That's I just have the my ten thousand hands like, that do like, like okay, these punch Nick, attacks. I love you, dude. Damn, <laughs> you're a meta gamer. Hell yeah. Okay, it, he tells me about some crazy, crazy I stuff know. though. But it's, you know what? It's what, real cool. The most important thing is like they're obviously having a fucking blast playing that game. Yeah, and they're that's running like the evil campaigns, meta gaming, and like they're killing each other. Oh Jesus. <laughs> okay, back to sorcerers. So, uh, dragon, dragon blood sorcerers, uh, they get that increase to uh, their breath damage type. Um, they also get an interesting increase to armor. Okay. And this is usually explained by the fact that dragon sorcerers, as they delve into their magic, begin to gain like dragon-like scales. Okay. Which, I guess you don't have to, but because of it, you get a natural armor of 13 plus your dex, which is better than studded leather. Nice, yeah. cool, which definitely cool. You're very squishy. You, you as a need sorcerer. that as yeah. like a yeah. Because you're like a wizard. Squishy. You're, you're in cloth armor. Uh, you got basically no fucking weapons in your uh, proficiencies. Uh, yeah, yeah you're, you got a d6 <laughs> on the hit die. Yeah, you, you'll take what you can get. Right. At like higher levels, dragon sorcerers gain dragon wings. Sick. You can just fucking fly. <laughs> you don't need the fly spell because you got fucking wings. Hell yeah. Uh, Wait, like permanently? Yeah. Like all the time? I think so. Because the paladin I saw at, like, mm-hmm. level 20 gets to, like, grow some wings or something like that, or level 18. Oh, yeah, like angelic wings. But it's for, like, an hour. Yeah, no, no. Dragon sorcerers just get them. And they get it at uh, level 14. Uh, at level 14, what? yeah. So, can you imagine <laughs> so just early. fucking flying well, up early, there casting but... fireballs from the sky? Yeah, yeah, man. Like, what are you... Dude, welcome to the world of D&D where spellcasters don't fuck around. Hell yes. Yeah, at the high levels, like, yeah. Okay, and then finally, uh, a dragon, dragon blood sorcerers get uh, a dragon fear type ability which uh we talked a little bit about in the dragon episode dragons usually have like this this aura of fear that they exude yeah uh you get something along those lines as a dragon sweet sorcerer. okay so let's talk a little bit about the wild magic sorcerer because it's a whole lot fucking difference and again uh we we talked about how like it's 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 based in chaos yes it's based in uh Wild unpredictability. You're tapping the very essence of the force chaos exactly. that exists in D and D. Exactly. And the first, the first feature you get as a wild magic sorcerer is uh, the is a table called the Wild Magic Surge Table, which the DM has to have on hand if you're rolling this character. Holy crap! Because every time you cast, every time you cast a spell, you have to roll a d20. And if you roll Random a one, effect, the magic bean. Yeah. And if you roll a one. Something gets rolled on the wild magic table. And uh, this is a table, this is a percentile dice from 0 to 100. Okay. Um, and so, like, you have to roll a 1 on on your wild magic roll. So it's only 5% of the time it's going to happen. Right. But the effects are all over the place. They're anything from, like, nothing important at all to, like, game-changing effects. Like, massive extra damage or suddenly something blows up in your face or, like, suddenly someone, like, next to you is randomly healed HP or, like, <laughs> like just the damage just type random has changed. Extra like, just stuff. random, random stuff. So it doesn't matter what spell you cast. It doesn't you, matter. If, what, they, yeah. if that one gets rolled... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something crazy is going to happen, yep. maybe. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you might get teleported, or the thing you cast it on might get teleported to another plane of existence. Like, can like a like one of your players get teleported? Yeah, away? yeah. It's just like, like oh, yeah, no. dude. It's it's just fucking random. 
Um, <laughs> later on, and you, then our druid vanished. Yeah, and we never, never saw to be seen him again. again. So now that I'm person sure, had to re-roll. I'm sure they'd be able to come back. I'm or sure you, you like, split maybe, you split story for a while, and they know, like right? make their way back. I'm sh- I'm sure that like the teleport. I have to look into it, but I'm sure like the teleportation effects are probably aren't too permanent. They're probably like <laughs> teleports to the astral sea for like. One d ten worth of turns, or something like that. <laughs> we teleported. We teleported a fucking monster that we were fighting, mm-hmm. like a like a world, like an area ender, mm-hmm. to the, the astral plane for one week, and so we didn't know how long he's going to be gone. So we went on our way, and it came yeah. back and killed everybody. Yeah, there you go. Or maybe you accidentally <laughs> oh, sent it to hell, and when it comes back, it's all fucked up. Oh, <laughs> we that's won! Cool. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> but um, um, so so other things uh. They they get to do wild sorcerers is um they get to start to kind of bend luck and and fate around them right C- being able to like uh, spend sorcery points in order to improve not only their own attack buffs but other players attack buffs and maybe debuff enemy attacks that's really like cool that. a, almost a real supporty type thing like a bard or a cleric type yes and I I have seen firsthand now how very 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 useful those types of things are Fuck in this yeah, game. they make a world of difference they make or yeah. break they like yeah. they basically like boost your level yeah basically. Yeah, I would say so. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, and then later on, like you get to roll twice on like your wild magic surge effects and oh. stuff like that. Like, wait, and, so if the one hit, if the one hits, you get to do two wild magic effects, or or um, you roll twice. So I think so. That two means different wild magic things might happen. Possibly if you roll double I ones. That, I think it's a point zero zero one percent chance of that happening, or something like that. But like, it's a higher percent chance that one goes off. I don't oh, yeah. know probability all that well. You think I would? I play a game based around it, but no, nope, nope. Stupid math. Yeah. So, uh, so those are those are the the two the two bloodlines in this game. Um, there, oh, I there, thought there were going to be more. Well, there are. Well, there well there's one, but like uh, it's not in the player's handbook, so we're not going to cover it too much here. But oh, okay. it's a storm one, and uh, you get stuff like uh, the ability to fly at some point, and like I think. I think at the lower levels, like every time you cast a spell that has to do with your bloodline, you can fly for that turn. Oh. Which is pretty cool. Really awesome. I think that is the <laughs> one bloodline we have right now that you do actually get the resistance to lightning and thunder. Okay. You don't get that with the other two. That could be wrong. But yeah, so there's a storm sorcery one in the skag and, and it's it's fun. Like that's the only one I've actually played. You become storm from X Men. Yes, Storm from X-Men is basically a Storm Sorcerer as far as I'm concerned. Um, But yeah, and then hopefully there'll be more to come. I mean, they got to, for me, like the the important ones, they need an elemental one, a shadow one, a celestial one, and a fiend one. And I I think I'd be happy at that point. I'm sure there's more and I'm sure people are going to want them. But like, we'll we'll see how long it takes for them to come out with, with more stuff. Did you have any questions about the Sorcerer? Um, We got Bloodlines, we got... I like um I like that they get their um like extra armor. That well, that's the dragon one. Yeah, that, I like that really one. Cool. It's, that yeah. one's really cool. I have um, tried many times. I've sat down with a pen and paper trying to come up with some sort of multi-class that works in the way I want it to where I can use that and yet okay, so I like gish characters, which a gish character is a character that like 
both is capable in combat and as a magic user. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, how can I use the sorcerer to get my spell casting and use this, like, armor thing from the Dragon Bloodline and yet get into fighter and make that useful? And, like, I came up with something, but it's just it never hits the way I want. Yeah, like you need that weapon proficiency. Yeah. Um, What about the... um. The Eldritch Knight, like I know, we talked about that in the fighter episode. The Eldritch Knight is cool. It's probably out of all the all the gishes that are available in the game, it's probably the least effective. It's not... yeah, like they're spellcasting. They're more of a fighter. They're more of a fighter than a spellcaster. Their spellcasting is pretty limited. Um, so what if you went with like the Eldritch Fighter and multiclassed into sorcery? Not not going to work because you need um, intelligence is the spellcasting ability of Eldritch Knight. Charisma is the spellcasting ability yeah, of you're sorcerer. S- you're splitting your um, you're splitting your stats mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. and you have to roll really high. Exactly. So, um, I mean, and then there's, you know, you can do the blade lock and now they got the hex blade and the unearth arcana, which looks amazing. Yeah. And, I've uh, seen some of that. Yeah. But I'm a sucker for the gish character. As a matter of fact, we'll probably do a entire episode on like the gish and what that is and the different kinds and like, like what is considered a gish and what maybe isn't. Yeah. I've never heard of that term. So yeah, I hadn't heard of it until I started playing D and D like two years in. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, okay. And I, I'm going to be honest. Right now, I don't know where that word comes from, but you bet your ass when we do the episode, I'm going to have done my homework. Yes, we should find out. Yeah. So I think with that, I think we're pretty much done with, uh, talking about the sorcerer. I mean, I don't have much else to say off the top of my head. Have you played one? I have only played, a sorcerer once, and he was a multi-class fighter, so he doesn't really count. And that was in that, that and that's first That's what game. you were trying to do. Yeah, that's yeah, that's oh, what okay. I was trying to do. The thing I was trying to do, and uh, so no, not really. Again, like I, I just I've never been drawn to the sorcerer. Like I've been drawn more to the wizard who like learns the spells over time and kind of earns it. And there's a certain finesse to it. Like I have a certain amount of respect for that. It's kind of like okay, it's kind of like the Gene versus Mugen. Uh, yeah, debate when I it comes to samurai shampoo. Yeah, I'm a fucking I'm. I'm Gene all the way. I know everyone else on the fucking earth loves Mugen, but I love Gene. Well, I just, they, they there's prove, a certain amount of respect I have for his. They prove at the end of the show, like in their canon, that uh-huh. like it's better to be Gene, right? Because you're going to be they? able to, yeah, in, the, in like the final fights and stuff. Like Mugen doesn't stand up. Oh, to, he doesn't. Yeah, I, like, I haven't finished the. He's show. like you're you you're using so many like there's like a master that comes mm-hmm. is like uh, rival to Gene kind of, mm-hmm. and he's like you are your movements are so like unnecessary and wild and that can confuse an opponent and it makes you difficult to like, you're unpredictable, mm-hmm. but like you're wasting so much energy and mm-hmm. he just like puts him down basically. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. And, well, I didn't know that. And the, the certain style that like matches up with that guy and mm-hmm. Gene, like they have to have combat at the very end to like, oh. cause they both get taken down, but mm-hmm. Gene has to, well, that's major. That's we're in major spoiler territory. Yeah. For yeah. Samurai I Shampoo. seriously haven't seen it. Shout like, out I've to always... Samurai Shampoo yeah, creators and DJ Nujabees. It's a wonderful oh, show. Yeah, yes, uh, the music yes. is great. You Fantastic. should definitely watch it. If you mm-hmm. haven't it's short, it's but, easy to watch. Yeah. You know, I just haven't done it. Like I've seen, pro- I probably like collectively with all the episodes I've seen, I've probably seen like, a third, maybe even half of it, but I've just never oh, seen dude, it. Oh, dude, yeah, you yeah. should finish it. Yeah, I hear, I hear it's great. It's but, good, but yeah, it's like so. I've always been drawn to the wizard, and like I also like the warlock because I like again. It kind of comes to like even though the warlock hasn't earned their power in a way, they have because like their ambition and their drive drove them to make a very risky deal and do whatever it takes to get that power. Yeah, and, like again, like it's, it's that, more clericky in nature. Like the, it is like, gifted their power, but it, they they went to the length. To, yeah, they're devoted. Yeah, exactly. And also, it's very dangerous what they did because, like, with the deity, at least the deity's got your back. Like, these patrons do not have your back. 
Um, They're self-interested. Yeah. And then the Bard, again, I am a musician. Um, I love music and music as I know, and I'm sure as you know, as a musician yourself, like takes years of practice and skill and you're never as good as you want to be. And like, like, you know, being a master truly means like to be driven and to be such a master that your music is magical. A lot of respect for that. Yeah. So if you I'm are as good drawn, as you want to be, I want to yeah. be you. Yeah, exactly. So I'm more drawn to these caster classes over the sorcerer, which again isn't to say I don't like the sorcerer. It's just there's so many classes in D and D, and and I just prefer some of the other ones. What do you What do you think is a good matchup for like uh, race to go with a uh, with the sorcerer? Um, if I know that touches a little bit into the metagame territory, no, but fine. like, yeah, what's I think a, it's a good thing to talk so about? So you want your like charisma up high? Yeah, charisma is the most important thing about being a sorcerer in all iterations of D and D, but especially this one, I suppose. So like the human makes a good anything yes much. a human always makes a good anything uh but traditionally sorcerers um um drow dragonborn um halflings um half elves definitely half elves. um i like that um i actually really want to run a halfling at this point uh, halflings are I, cool dude. i'm all I over the place halflings. but like halfling rogue looks yeah. just so much fun yeah, i love halflings but those those are probably the races halfling sorcerer though yeah, I need to run magic you know. classes so I can get my bearings. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, those are those are the classes that uh, or the races most inclined to to play good sorcerers. I think at this point we're kind of droning on, so I think we yeah. can wrap it up. And I think I don't really end. have any questions anyway. Okay. So uh, <laughs> that's it for the dungeon cast, everybody. We're calling yeah. it a game. All See right. you next time. You guys have a good one. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.